It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back to the Outkick Bets podcast. This is the host, Jeff Clark. It's the third signature event of the PGA Tour, I believe, right? I got the homie Mark Harris here, golf gambling, or excuse me, Outkick golf guru. Does some gambling on the side, but mostly just covering the ins and outs of golf. That includes the PGA Tour and Live Tour. I've been meaning to have you on here for a while. Our schedules haven't been able to fit but finally got you on board mark thanks for stopping by yeah man absolutely uh looking forward to it like you said uh gosh i think me and you probably talk golf on on slack just about every day so it's uh glad we finally got to link up with the time change and all that but uh yeah it should be good man looking forward to always look forward to riviera one of the one of the best events of the year for sure i love this course dude i actually was invited to go to it with a homie who had who had passes a couple of years ago, but I was just so knee deep into gambling that I wanted to watch it right. from from uh, at home, and you know what I mean, just not have to like walk around the course and and then look at my phone the whole time if that's even permiss uh, allowed there. So I whiffed on that one. You've never been to Riviera, have you? I have not. I've not. I've never been really to the L.A. area. Um, I've been to San Diego, but obviously that's not L.A. But uh. Yeah, that's I haven't made made my way there. I would love to. Um yeah, it's just uh one of those it's one of those California courses that doesn't like kind of feel like a California course. You know, it's not, you know, on the coast or anything like that with pebbles or the Torrey Pines and stuff. So it's uh it's always fun. You got, you know, old trees and stuff. It's kinda of in that valley, just cool, cool vibe uh, out there. Yeah, it's not a coastal course. I think it's more of like a parkland course. Right. Um I actually um, use this guy Ron Close from Betsperts. Whatever I, I check out his like course breakdowns because he does such a good job um, previewing the courses. So I'm gonna go over some of his like course facts, kind of just set the table before we start eating. Um, the Riviera is a par 71. It's only three par fives, but it's 7,300 yards. Um, huge greens, poa grass, which is um, the really only thing that kind of makes this a California course, you know, California mostly has POA greens. Um, it is a parkland style course. There's actually a 36 hole cut, which a lot of signature events on the PGA tour don't have. It's hosted by Tiger Woods, you know, Tiger Woods wants cuts. So if Tiger's going to host the event, they're going to do cuts. I think it's the top 50 though, out of 70. So yeah, that, yeah, they're kind of put, uh, Pulling the same kind of thing that they do at Augusta, where it's the top fifty and and ties. So you know, to make the cut, you got to beat twenty some odd guys. So you know, yeah, certainly, uh, certainly makes a difference. But uh, you know, the top dog shouldn't have a problem making it to the weekend. No, that's true. Um, do you think Tiger Woods is going to make the weekend? Man, I don't know. I it's a hard one. I I, I would like to see him to see him make the weekend. Um, I think the PJ Tour like desperately needs him because the past few weeks have just been 
so wonky on tour. Um, not even like from the live standpoint, obviously lives done maybe a little bit better than people expected out of the gates for the first two weeks, but there's all the, the bad weather delays. And I mean, we haven't had a, you know, quote unquote favorite win a golf tournament all year. I mean, every winter has been at least 80 to one, um, on the, on the opening odds. I mean, Wyndham Clark was the only, you know, top 15 or so player in the world to win this year. So it's, it's been a weird one. I think they need a, uh, a stacked leaderboard, which is all the signature events are, you know, that's what they, uh, that's what they got at Pebble. It just got cut short 54 holes. So they're, Definitely hoping for another one, and they wouldn't mind if Tiger's on that first or second page of the leaderboard. Yeah, based on my notes, all the events have been won by 100 to 1 or longer mm-hmm. um, um, bombs. You hit Wyndham Clark at the, at Pebble Beach, right? I did. I, I lucked out. I just had a few bucks on him, but if, if, you know, turning a few bucks into a few hundred bucks is never never a bad thing. Um, yeah, when when yeah, you see not, you you know this. We're not you know uni, we're not union shaming over here. You get, you put some action on Wyndham Clark. You got to win. That's, that's all that right. matters. That's right. We've been, we've kind of been on him since the U.S. Open last year. I hit him at U.S. Open too. Um, so it's been fun. Uh, and you know, I think like in today's PGA with a lot of you know some of the biggest names going to live. Like I think he's a legitimate like top twenty guy on tour, and I don't think it's really especially right now. I mean. When he's on with his short game, and he's an unbelievable. Even last week in Phoenix, his long iron game is just out of this world. And when he's got it clicking, man, he's uh he's without question a top twenty player in the world. I mean, he's top ten in the world officially, but you know, even in the the general public's mind, he's a he's a he's a dog. I mean, he's been on fire since last year, uh, picking up wins at the Wells Fargo, at the U.S. Open, like you said, at Pebble Beach. I had him last week at uh, the Waste Management. Mm-hmm. He was, I think, tied for eighth entering the final round at a minus 10 and just yep. imploded in the final round, which was completely unexpected because yeah. his ball striking was on point. His putting is usually very reliable, and he just fell apart. Just, just fell apart. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, just had, how it works in golf, as you know. Yeah, I had him in, I had him in my one and done, and it was tough to see that uh, on Sunday, but is what it is. We move on to the next. Yeah. Uh, back to Tiger Woods, who again is hosting this. It's funny that he's hosting an event that he's never won. <laughs> that's yeah, it's like the. Kind of, it's the how many how many of those are there? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, I, yeah. It's this is the place that he can't he can't cross hurdle. It's a weird fit for him. It always kind of has been. Obviously, he has the Cali ties, so you and he's won everything else. So you want to tie him into oh, you know this this is a fit. But it's uh Riviera, like you said, you know it's. Only three par fives, but it's a big boy golf course for sure. Uh, which you know, when Father Tom is undefeated and you've been in under the under the knife a dozen times, it's, it's tough to win at big boy golf courses. Um, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I'd love to see him, you know, just make the weekend and not completely fade over the weekend if he does make the weekend. We don't need a DFL. Uh, you know, finishing fifty out of seventy guys kind of deal. I had him last year in this event, and he ended up finishing. I'm going to put some money on him as well. He was minus one, tied for 45, so a respectable showing. Wasn't last year yeah. the site where he uh, <laughs> where he was out driving Justin Thomas and, and Roy McIlroy, and he slipped Justin Thomas a tampon? Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. We'll see, we'll see if the broadcast shows that one again this year. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the great moments of all of last season that kind of got overshadowed from the, the cancel mob, but uh, a <laughs> yeah, great got- moment by Tiger. I'm going to imagine he does not do that again this year. 
No, he 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 got trampled by the squares and just yep. <laughs> the hoity-toity people, and had to can't come out mm-hmm. and give a just a fake bullshit apology. Uh, that yep. sucked. It was so funny too, and it, it was, was crazy watching him out out drive. I mean, Justin Thomas is pretty long off the tee, but Rory is one of the best drivers in the world. <laughs> Tiger yeah. still got it. Or at least it he was did. just like, hell, last week at the Phoenix Open. You see Charlie Hoffman hitting it. 335 out there i mean just with the adrenaline pump and you know i think he's 47 years old i mean he's it's crazy to see what the, you know we can't get on the topic of rolling the ball back we'll be here all day but you know that's i guess that's a proponent of that when you got almost 50 year olds in at 335 down the down the center yeah um unfortunately the last two Genesis Invitational winners aren't in the field after defecting to the Live Tour. Talking about John Rahm, who is the reigning champion, and Joaquin Neiman, who won it in 2022. Uh, Max Holm, the 2021 uh, victor and 2020 winner, Adam Scott, are obviously both in the field, still on the PGA Tour. Um, but there's a lot of previous winners, or a couple more previous winners that aren't going to be in the field because they're in the live tour, including Bubba Watson and Dustin Johnson. Um, let's go through the odds of the the favorites. Let's talk about guys that you would be interested in betting up top or maybe fading. Uh, we'll start with, obviously, world number one, Scotty Scheffler, who's roughly six and a half to one. Um, I have really never bet Scotty Scheffler, and I'm not going to here. And it's just like the putting – it's comically bad. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, I kind of wrote it down in my notes. It's just like, man, it's, it's hard to believe that we're coming up on almost a year since the last time he won a golf tournament. I mean, it's, it's been kind of crazy. Um, but like last week you saw it where he's just hitting it within eight to 12 feet, every single hole. And he can't even, I mean, he's not even coming close to hitting some of these holes, which, you know, now he gets to go on a, on a putting surface that, is completely different on the other, you know, West Coast and stuff. When you when you think of Scheffler, you, you kind of want the purest, you know, greens. You know, he's one obviously at Sawgrass and Augusta among very many other places. But yeah, it kind of seems like it's a it's inevitable for him to win one. I wouldn't be stunned if he won this week, but it's really hard to trust him. And just like you know, Victor Hovland's you know third favorite this week, which he's going through God knows what off the course. There's rumors that he. I'd be a little bang, banged up in the wrist area, and then he wore tape a couple weeks ago, and then um, fired his short game guru coach, uh, kind of out of the out of the wild blue, who completely transformed his game. But yeah, the top those top guys, I, I don't know if I can touch this week, especially. I mean, I always have trouble betting a guy that's like six to one, you know, even in a small field like this. I just you know I think there's more value a little bit further down the board. Yeah, it's just Scheffler doesn't put the fear in me like other guys. Like that would be like even John Rahm when he was on tour getting those kind of prices and Rory because of the putter. Like I'm looking at Fantasy yep. National right now. He is 68th in this field in three putt avoidance and 69th in putting from 10 to 15 feet, which out of 70 guys, right? Which yeah, Riviera is a big deal. They have pretty big greens, tri- very very tricky greens. It's some of the toughest greens yes. to putt on. Uh, especially from that 10 or 15 feet. And it's just like, I have no like confidence. He's going to hit anything outside of five feet. You have, you have more faith of him making a 35 footer than a six footer. It's one of those weird kind of yeah. predicaments. Yeah. I want you him know, chipping. Jordan, 
Yeah, yeah. God, the guy chips in more than anybody else I've ever seen. It's kind of just, I think Jordan Speed's kind of gone through these kind of similar streaks where, you know, you'd rather him hit a 25 footer instead of a four footer. It's just sometimes it's just not comfortable for these guys. They go, you know, it's golf, man. Putting is a, that's the, I think, you know, the most gimmicky part of the game. So it, you know, it'll come and go. He'll, he'll pop one off sooner rather than later, but it's tough to see it happen at Riviera on some nasty greens on a, on a surface that probably isn't his favorite. Yeah, dude. I'm actually going to fade him. I'm going to take Rory McIlroy plus 125 uh, over him in, a, in the yeah. tournament matchup at Caesars. Um, we're buying low on, or I'm buying low on Rory. He went, finished T66 at Pebble Beach. Otherwise, his finishes are, you know, top 10 <laughs> all down yeah, the line. One in, one in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. He's already won this year over in Dubai or wherever that was. But uh, it was like yeah, the I mean, World I, I don't hate Hero that. Challenge or something like that. Yeah, he's won it like twenty-seven times or something. I think that was his fourth time to win it. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I don't, I don't mind Rory. He's had some good finishes here, and you know, Riv is one of those places. You know, every stat guy you read or every every podcast you read that they know what they're talking about. It's even with course form or course history for some of these guys. Um, man, you got to come in here with some form. Like you can't come in here after a few weeks off and your game's not sharp. I mean, this is the place where. You really got to hit your targets. You got some long irons in your hand, and uh, Rory, when he's you know when he's on, I think he's uh, I think he's obviously the best in the world, and he can get away with obviously being as long as he is. He can get away with missing a few fairways if you put some shorter irons in his hand compared to some of the shorter hitters and getting longer irons in their hands. So he's a uh, he's clearly he would be my favorite of the top four or five names, no question. Yeah, last year he gained 8.5 strokes tee to green at Riviera. He shot minus four, finished tee 29, gained 6.3 strokes approach, but lost 4.8 putting. Um, he's yeah. had a lot of success putting on these greens before, so I don't think um, – I'm not that worried about the putting, especially when I am have him going against Scotty Scheffler. I have yep. no argument Scotty Scheffler – um, for him being the number one in the world, he's first on my model. But uh, I'm going to take a chunky plus number with the Roy McIlroy as for one of my two head-to-heads. I'll I'll get in the other one a little bit later. Um, the highest um, or the biggest favorite that I have on my card, I actually have two guys under twenty to one. Um, I make it a, a habit to bet my favorite golfer at this spot. That's Colin Marikawa. Um, he's plus. I got him at 1800 plus 1800 at FanDuel. He was T6 here last year, T2 here two years ago. I typically, or not typically, the other two guys, two of the other guys that I have on my card are bombers because it seems like guys who can drive the ball really well perform here uh, or win here at Riviera. That's not really um, Mark Awa, but he makes up for like – distance with just precision like he's always hitting fairways uh fantasy national does this thing good drives gained which is just like a blend of accuracy and distance and he's always in the top five um so i'm gonna go with his precision i'm actually gonna use him in one and done since this is a signature event um any thoughts on 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 colin marikawa in this tournament yeah he's yeah i mean he's uh he was what was what did he do at pebble did he play well at pebble T14 minus 10. T14? Yeah, yeah, you take that. So he's kind of informed. Didn't play last week because that's not really his vibe. He um, lost. So he gained strokes T to green, off the T, around the green, and putting. 
and lost strokes yeah. and approach in Pebble Beach. It's like that that doesn't yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah. That's the weird one. Yeah, that's that's kind of a weird outlier. Um yeah, just going back to my previous point about, you know, long irons and stuff. Warwick Cow is one of those guys that can he can almost take a little bit less off of some of these tees because he's, you know, in my opinion, top three long iron player in the world. So he definitely fits here, has some uh, some high end finishes. Um will hit plenty of fairways and stuff like that. Um which should be in the mix. I mean it's it's hard to argue against more cow, especially at a number like that. I in one of my head to heads, I, I actually have him over uh Max Homa, which he'll be the uber popular play just because he's, he won here a few years ago and he's the Cali kid and but he's man, he's he's been off form for most of the year, really. Max Homa hadn't shown much life and I kinda like Morikawa in that spot. Um, even if the odds are, you know, minus one twenty, not playing a dog or anything, but kind of a good spot I think for Morikawa to to, to leap over him on the leaderboard for sure. Yeah, Homa finished second behind Rom last year, but it was in much better form, mm-hmm. like you said. We won the twenty twenty three Farmers Insurance Open a couple weeks prior to the Genesis last year. So I'm with you in terms of um you know, fading Homa's form or not being in good form, but I'm uh I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I guess fade him with a head to head matchup just going to Con Marikawa. Who's the uh who's the highest favorite that you have in your betting cards? It's funny, I'm kinda still going with the trend of not a huge top dog winning this week, but my, my lowest is actually uh Cameron Young. Well I guess you could throw in Matt Fitzpatrick. He's got similar odds at most books, but uh I like Cam Young, showed a lot of life last week. He clearly hits it miles and he can get away with missing a few fairways. You know, Riviera is kind of funny. It's got like this, I don't know, I, I want to call it like a mystique to where it's not necessarily like a bomb and gouge track, but kind of some of the, the comps for it. I mean, you can just kind of get away with missing some fairways here and there. Your short game's got to be in a good spot because if you miss screens, you can be in really, really bad spots. Um, but, you know, I like Cam Young. Like I said, you've got to have some form coming into this place. He played really well overseas uh, maybe about a month ago. And then... Uh, you know, popped off last week for a pretty good finish. Uh, if he's got the butter going and, like I said, gets away with some some big boy tee shots, he's up there. And then Fitz kind of checks that mold, too. He's not obviously as long as Cam Young, but he pokes it out there in good ways. Augusta's a good comp for this place. Fitzpatrick's had some success over there. Um, just kind of feels like a place where Fitzpatrick can can really reel off some birdies on some holes, and um, which he, you know, he's done that all over the world. I think he just checks a lot of boxes this week and kind of an underrated long-arm player as well. Um you know, top 25-ish from 175, 200 yards. So I think he could be, uh, could definitely be in the mix this week. I got him at 40 to one and Cam Young's 35 to one. Nice. Yeah. I almost added Matt Fitzpatrick to my card. He does really good on par fives because he's low key, a bomber off the tees. It's crazy. Yeah. It changes his game around. He's a little dude who just crushes the ball. Um, Mm -hmm. Cam Young, obviously one of the best drivers in the game as well. I have a couple uh, bombers as well on my card, including Ludwig. I took him at twenty to one. Both of both of us have been high on him the whole time, uh, or since he um, joined the PGA Tour last year after you know dominating amateur golf or collegiate golf. His stats are insane. Um, he crushes it on my model. He's third on my uh, bet the number model. He's top ten and off the tee. Par four scoring, par five scoring, putting on Poa. I think he would have won Pebble Beach if they extended right. it a fourth round. Right. I think most people kind of agree with that, you know? Like the yep. way he was going. Yeah. He was just I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in my uh my Genesis invitational preview, but like 
he's kind of like a Swedish Terminator. Like he just like robotically crushes these courses. He doesn't really show mm-hmm. a lot of emotion. Um, and if anything, he kind of laughs off his, his, you know, like shitty putting or, or, or mistakes. Yeah. Like it doesn't seem you like to, anything gets in his head. Yeah. You have to almost kind of play mental gymnastics with him because obviously most, most of these starts that he's making, he's never played on tour at, I mean, he's, you know, a rookie out there. So it's, you got, Oh, it's, this is first time here. It's his first time there. But I mean, he did that on the DP world tour one, a couple of times. And you're like, Oh, this is a, this seems like a really good fit, but I don't know. He's never played here before. Like, like you said, I don't. I don't think that matters with this kid. Like I think he's generational. Um, I think he could go down as literally. I think I've messaged you this. Like I think he could be like one of the greatest drivers of the golf ball of all time. Yep. So when you when you mix that and you get a remotely warm putter, like you said, he's he's been putting pretty well this year, even on the West Coast, which is probably not his mo or where you would where where you would tack him to be pretty deadly with the flat stick. But he's man, he just he's going to be like this his whole career really if he stays healthy. He just checks every box at every place he steps foot on. he's. I'm not comparing him to Scheffler yet because he doesn't have that kind of resume, but he's kind of like a Scheffler where he just, you know, you could put him on the moon and he could win a golf tournament. He's got a smoother swing. Like Scheffler's footwork yeah. is a little crazy, but it, he obviously makes it work. But, like, yeah, again, it's just like a robot up there with the, the driver. Like, it is 330 straight down the middle. <laughs> it's yeah. cra- it's, it's crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah. And it's effortless, too. It's pretty effortless. It look, I mean, he looks like a guy that was built in a lab to hit a golf ball, you know? Yeah. Just built perfectly and not too big, not too skinny, just, you know, the, the perfect sweet to hit a golf ball. Yeah, like, it f- like you kind of alluded to, it feels wrong betting – someone at these odds and his first ever visit to Riviera. Right. But I think next year he'll go from plus 2000 where I got him to plus 1000. Like he's that good. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. He's, he's plus 2000. Max home was plus 2000. I mean, he's got better odds than Jordan Spieth, Tony Finau, Cam Young, Fleetwood, Fitzpatrick. I mean, hell, Wyndham Clark's still 40 to one at most books. He won two weeks ago and won the U S open six months ago. And yeah. Albert's got half his odds. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, but it's justified, I think. So yeah, I'm yeah. adding him to my card. I'm gonna go with it. Um, those are my two like favorites. I have um, two bombs and a one uh, mid range guy. Do you have anyone else in like the top? Um, we'll go. Th- you said your your biggest favorite is is Cameron Young, yeah, right? I, you have no one under thirty yeah, to one. Yeah, but I bet Cameron Young at thirty five to one, and then Fitz is actually kind of my favorite he's my pick to win it i got him at 40 to one but uh beyond that i've got a couple bombs um but you know just staying the course of this pj tour season not trying to miss out on another bomb play if this trend continues of non-favorites hoisting the trophies on sunday okay any thoughts whether fading or just regard uh, just any thoughts in general about like xander jt cantley What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. 
from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Yeah, Cant- Cantley's one that's kind of, I feel like nobody's really talking about him this week. Um, but obviously, the Cali ties, same thing with Xander. Um, I think Xander just Xander just doesn't win golf tournaments, so I just don't really like pulling the plug with him. But the number's not terrible. I think, you know, earlier in the week, he was closer to 20 to 1 and 15 to 1. He's at like 16 most places now. Um, but of that bunch, I, of, you know, kind of the same odds as Xander, Morikawa, and Cantley, I think you got to go with Morikawa of the three, just – kind of course fit and ability to win golf tournaments. Cantley can too, but he just hasn't gotten popped yet this year. And I kind of like playing him when he's in like some serious form. I think he's kind of a back end of the year kind of guy anyway. So uh, yeah, just not really touching the top. And then, you know, JT's up there too, and he's in form. Wouldn't want to miss out on him, but I, I think he's still a shot or two away of, you know, finding the winner's circle. I got to kind of see just, just another week maybe before I kind of jump into the JT camp. No, I, I love JT. I love him here. I was thinking about firing on him instead of Ludwig. It's just I feel like the number is perfect. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, there's not I'm a shade you. of value in there. If it was twenty to one, yeah. I'd be like, okay, sixteen sure. to one, it's fair. That is fair. Yeah. Um, the mid range guy that I have, sixty to one, um, anywhere from fifty five to one to sixty to one. I'm going back to my guy Nikolai Hoygaard who I had at the Farmers Insurance Open. He finished solo second behind Matthew Pavon, um, which was one of the worst losses that I've had um, recently in golf, which is saying a lot because I've done a lot of losing so far this season. <laughs> but when yeah. when Pavon hit it into the sand and then like 60 yards short of the green in that thick rough, on 18 at Torrey Pines in the final hole of the tournament, I really was like kind of counting my money or at least expecting a playoff. Then that right. dude hit it within seven feet, buried the putt, ended up winning that tournament. And Nikolai Horgard didn't cash for me uh, as an outright mm-hmm. winner. But, I mean, the guy's playing great, at least in his first two events on tour. He won the DP World um, Tour Championship over Rory McIlroy. So he's in great form. And I just think... You know, a lot of American betters don't know him because he's, you know, most yeah. of, he's young and, and most of his production or um, recent results are on the DP World Tour. But I think this is something I'm going to I'm going to write in my preview. But Torrey Pines is one of the toughest courses to drive on. And if you can drive well there, he picked up three point five strokes off the tee. I think you can drive well on Riviera. And yeah, he, he drives it. He drives it kind of like Auburn. He's kind of got that effortless little short i mean he hits it at miles but it's not like he's swinging out of his shoes every time um yeah he checks a lot of boxes any to your point i mean he's won some pretty big events overseas i don't think he's going to be too intimidated and you know he kind of what is be cool a bit at at tour he kind of got a taste of it so i think he's especially at that number i mean i'm sure he opened it even higher but he's still sitting at 61 most 60 to 1 in most places so i don't hate that one bit in that range yeah i mean he's 
pretty good with the irons, not great, but just crushes it off the tee and is lights out with the putter. So yeah. I'm, I'm willing to work with that as well, especially at this number. And to me, kind of fits the mold of like previous Riviera winners, right? I mean, he crushes the ball off the tee like Rom, like Watson, like like DJ. Um, obviously, so does Ludwig. But you know, I already got Ludwig on my card, and I'm getting sixty to one with Nikolai Hoygaard. I, I think it's a great look. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't have any qualms about that. The other one, kind of in that same range that I circled, I haven't pulled the trigger yet on is Keegan Bradley, just because of course history. He showed some life out in Hawaii, but that feels like eons ago. So, I, you know, at the number at 60 to 1, it's terrible. Um, you know, he's just going to hit the hell out of fairways. Decent long arm player. Um, the short game is a little eh this season, I think. But, uh, you know, when he when he's hot, he's he kind of finds a different gear, even, you know, at his age and all this experience. But he's, uh, he's one that I would kind of – wouldn't be stunned if he's on that first page whoa whoa take it easy with his age me and him both graduated from st john's 2008 we're both the same Uh, age we're 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 not that old all right you you look you look much younger than keegan (laughs) i think he you know but um he's got a much tougher schedule that probably wears him down yeah 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 um yeah i kind of like keegan i think he may may be kind of a popular play in the dfs dfs stuff i'm not dabbling in that but uh yeah, I, th- I think this is just a spot where he just kind of lurks a little bit. Probably someone in contention come the weekend. So the bet the number model that I use, they have this stat going for the green. And I think that's going to be important for this um, for for this tournament because Riviera has very tricky greens and you want to set yourself up with good looks. And it's kind of like there's just spots where you either are gambling or or you, you're forced to gamble on, on going for it and getting in close to the pin. And over his last 40 rounds, um, Keegan Bradley second in this field and going for the green and, and hitting him in regulation. So Wow. I know. I, who's, I, who's first in that? Who's first in that number? Believe it or not, this guy I love, but terrible form, Sung J.M. Mm, yeah, that doesn't shock me. It might have been yeah, a lot of like the work either. that he did at, at Century, where he set the record right. for most birdies. You know, <laughs> he just, yeah, yeah, he was going for it all the time and hit most of them. So, yeah, um, but okay. yeah, I don't hate Keegan Bradley, especially at that number. Um, I added a hundred to one card, a hundred to one bomb to my card as well, and this is a guy that you hit at the John Deere Classic, I believe, right, Sepp Straka? Yeah, yeah, I'm a big Sepp guy. Yeah. He just randomly he, pops. Yeah. Yeah. And man, when hit you talk about a guy when his putter's on, that dude, it turns into the ocean for him. He's got like the real quick uh kind of pre pre shot routine when he's on the greens, he just kinda picks a spot and hits it. But man, when he's when he's rolling it well, which I don't know his stats on POA or whatever, but um yeah, he, he's I don't know if he's shown too much form this year. I hadn't really seen much of Sepp Straka, but he's a guy that I could always kind of get behind the just kind of a random pop off moment. So he was T12 at the Century, which I think is a 60-person field this year for the first time ever, right? Sounds right, yeah. Not good, not great. Picked up strokes putting, uh, picked up four strokes on approach. He was T26 at Pebble Beach despite losing strokes with the irons and on the greens. Um, But you see the number 101, and you think this guy probably doesn't have much win equity or maybe just sucks in big tournaments. 
Neither one is true. He was second yeah. in the Open, seventh in the PGA Championship, which was one of the toughest driving courses that I can remember, um, mm-hmm. definitely of last year. Again, he won the John Deere, which is money that is uh, is um is is a tournament that you profited off of, or a bet that you yeah. profit off of. And I was sweating it with you. Remember that dude yeah. shot a sixty-two in round four to That's like right. come out of nowhere. Yep. Yeah, I don't even remember who it was. What do you mean? Yeah, that, that tournament was wild. I don't remember who it was that shot. Was it him that shot 62? He shot 62 in round four yeah, to steal right. that tournament. Yeah, so I've, I've got that one where he shoots 62 to steal it, and I've got Wyndham Clark to shoot 60 to steal it at Pebble Beach under my under my name. That's awesome. Real, yeah. real consistency there. <laughs> yeah, uh, completely sustainable predictive betting right there. Yes, absolutely. It doesn't matter how you get it done. So, I know. But, um, Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember like watching Seb Straka just crush it on 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 Sunday in the John Deere Classic, and we're just sitting there talking about it, and we're thinking, "Wow, he might be able to win this. He might be able to win this." And then by hole eighteen, the tournament was locked. It was over. Like he yeah. just was like walking yeah. to save par. Like that's yep. how badly like he crushed the field. I'm looking at like he shot a sixty two. Alex Smalley was second. He shot a sixty seven. Ludwig was four. He actually shot a sixty three on round four. So I Seb, remember that. Seb Strachan can get hot. He's yeah very accurate off the tee. He's good with his irons from one fifty to two hundred. You just uh, alluded to the the putting surface. Poa is his best best putting surface. Mm. Um, it could actually be windy in Riviera this this year or this yeah uh, this weekend. He he picks up strokes in windy conditions. He picks up strokes in difficult conditions. I just think for a hundred to one, based on his recent revolts uh, results, actual win equity, like I'm willing to take a shot. Yeah, I got the other. I got him at ninety five. Not set, but I got another guy at ninety five to one. He's he's dropped pretty significantly since. But I got a. Uh... Kurt Kitayama at ninety five to one, um, showed a lot of life last week. I think he really checks just about every stat box you need out there. Good putter, good long arm player, plenty long off the tee. Has found the winner circle. I mean, he's he's one of those guys that flies under the radar. I saw that ninety five to one number after he showed some serious life last week, so I jumped on that. Threw, threw a little five bucks on him just to be in the mix because I, th- I think he could legitimately win this week. Um, if you know the trend continues of under the radar guys that aren't necessarily under the radar, I mean he's you know one of the top players in the world statistically. So kind of like Kurt at that number. Um, Want to be kind of a guy that I think can can sneak. Yeah, yeah. He's a uh, he likes to big game hunt a little bit. He likes the big boy track. So uh, we'll see how he how he handles at Riv. I think he has some decent history at Riv, if I'm not mistaken, but could be way off there. Um, he, no, he only played once last Nothing. year and missed the cut plus two. That's gotcha. all I got here. Um, but he is seven hot hand then. Yeah. He's seventh in going for going for green, um, over his last 40 rounds, according to my bet, the number model. And he's six in proximity from 175 to 200. So with the long irons, um, like you said, he is, that. he is running hot. Let me see what, I wonder how he puts on Poe. I feel like he does well, but, um, I think he's a Northern Cali guy too. I think he's from out there. I thought he was from Vegas, right? He went to UNLV and lives in Vegas, right? That sounds right. Yeah, he actually does struggle on Poa, but I don't is hate it? the I don't hate taking a flyer on him because he's in good form. And again, he has win equity. I mean, he won a big boy event last year. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't hate that at all. Um, and then my last bet on my card, at least for an outright, is just the sucker. I can't help myself. Tiger Woods plus uh, a one fifty to one. Probably not going to win, um, obviously, because of you know age and injuries and stuff. But he still has the ball striking ability. At least <laughs> last time I saw he's him, he's got play. speed too. I mean, he's got plenty of speed. I mean, like you said, I don't think he's going to win, but I wouldn't be stunned if you know he finishes fourteenth or something. Maybe I don't know. He's he's Tiger Woods. I mean, he's still got speed off the tee, and if the putter's all right, he's he's going to be just fine. Um, be, be rocking some new clothes this week would be unbelievable if he won in his debut and his new outfitter just even made the cut and gets four days and the four day scripting of his new outfit i'm sure he's really hoping for that um behind the scenes but yeah we'll see just excited to watch him hit some golf balls dude i got him at or i can access a bet for him versus charlie hoffman he's getting plus 165 hoffman's in four man I mean, he 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 played well last week. Is that necessarily yeah. in form? I don't know. I actually, I, I'm just looking at this now. So let me pull up his recent form. Um, yeah, oh, it's, sec- it's probably probably not great at all. I don't even know how much he's been playing. Um, he t56 at the Farmers, missed the cut at the Sony, t42 at at the Sony, or missed the cut at the American Express, t42 at the Sony. He picked up seven strokes putting. Last week, he did pick up seven strokes with, uh, with the irons as well. Um, he's made the cut in the last two visits to Riviera, 2022, 2021. Um, but, you know, plus 165, sprinkle a little bit on, on, on Tiger to win outright and try to cover it with a <laughs> with a head-to-head versus Charlie Hoffman. Yeah. I don't hate that. Oh, uh, there's definitely worse, bets, worse head-to-heads to make than that one for sure. So I already talked to you about Rory plus one twenty five over Scheffler. I'm gonna go with my last head to head matchup. I want your thoughts on. I'm gonna go Sam Burns over Jordan Spieth. Um, Sam Burns has been driving the ball really well lately, and he gets into trouble off the tee when he's inaccurate. But he's been accurate, and we know his putting yep. is just is just lights out. So I love the fact that he's long off the tee. He's hitting fairways right now, and I can count on him to make putts. Jordan Spieth, who is a golfer I love, like he's so entertaining to watch, but like his just erratic play could could lead to huge numbers, really in any golf course. So um, he can show up and and win in any golf course as well. But I'm gonna go with Sam Burns mostly because of recent form. Um, but what are your thoughts yeah. on that on that matchup? Yeah, both both played pretty well last week. It, I think you take the volatility of Burns off the tee over Spieth. Spieth had it clicking everywhere last week except with the irons. He just had some – I don't know if he was in between numbers a lot in the fairway. I mean, he had plenty of fairways last week, but I remember him flying the green on 18 to finish up his third round. He just wasn't clicking with the irons. So I think there is value over that where Sam Burns, he can get away with a little bit stuff, a little bit of stuff off the tee just because he has the super, super hot putter when it's hot, um, he's one of the best putters in the world. So I, I do kind of like that play. Um, but yeah, I, I think both of those guys could certainly be in contention come Sunday. I think, I think Speed's due for one. I, I think Burns could definitely win it. You know, a signature event like this to really pop back onto the scene because he's been a little, he's been a, a relatively quiet. So uh, 
wouldn't mind seeing those guys towards the top, and I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, if they were. But I do like that play just with – I think Burns' upside right now is just a tick higher than Spieth's. Yeah, Spieth's actually losing 1.4 strokes with the irons over his last yeah. five events. He's been able to make up for it um, just with his craftiness and, and, and putting, but if he loses strokes with his irons in this one, I don't think he can overcome that in a matchup against Sam Burns, who I think will finish inside the top 20. I mean, he was T3 at Phoenix Open last week, which was kind of disappointing given how well he played the first yep. three rounds. T10 at Pebble Beach, um, T6 at the American Express. He's been great form, so I'm going to go ahead and, 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 and take him. Um, you know, based on that, like I said, yeah. Um, what do you have any other plays or any thoughts about Riviera that you want to get off your chest? Just, I've got one more head to head. I know I mentioned the Morikawa over Homa, um, kind of one further down the board. I've got JT posting over Eric Cole. I was going to uh, do that too. All right, cool. Yeah. I, I might add Eric that Cole to my card. Little, yeah. I, I kind of like, I like that one a lot actually. Um, I think it's a really good bounce back spot for posting. Uh, missed, missed a cut last week, which I don't think was, you know, I mean, obviously for him it was the worst thing. He didn't get a paycheck, but have a little bit of time off, get, get reset. He just hit so many greens that I think he puts himself in too many good spots. Um, I think Eric Cole's getting a little bit too much love, you know, the rookie of the year stuff, all that. Um, and, and he's been playing a lot. So uh, I think JT Poston with a couple extra days to reset, keeps hitting greens. I think he's topped in on tour and greens and regulation. So um, I, I really like his upside over an Eric Cole. Um, I think Poston just makes too many birdies and gives him give himself too many chances not to be able to take down Eric Cole. I'm actually going to tell you on that one. Um, I like Poston over Cole as well, uh, based on pretty much everything you've already said. Um, he just crushes it in my model too. He's fourth in my BTN model. Eric Cole does really well, but he does really well in everyone's model. And every yeah. time I bet him, he kind of screws me. He's he's not a good driver. He's very inaccurate, and and, mm-hmm. and Poston isn't a good driver either, but I think Poston's putting and iron play is a little more reliable than Eric Cole, which is pretty much something you already said, so I'm, I'm just going along with you on that one. Yeah, love that. And then I've got just one more that I, I don't I – he's one of the guys that I don't like to miss out on. Um, I just sprinkled a couple bucks on Harris English because he showed a little bit of life last week. He's had kind of a weird year. Um but he's another guy. He's he's kind of similar to Poston, in my opinion. He can he can really get on some streaks. Um, just a consistent ball striker, that kind of deal. Where I think Rivera kind of fits his game in a weird way. Just Mister Consistent can maybe get away with a little bit of stuff. Just he's just a gamer, and when the putter's going well, which I don't know if it's been necessarily warm, but I think he's set up for a lot of guys, obviously. But I, I like Harris English just as a way down the board play. I think he's I got him at a hundred or. 110 to one, one of those. Uh, he picked up 4.5 strokes putting last week at Phoenix. Uh, he picked up, dude, he picked up 8.8 strokes putting last year at Riviera. Shot minus eight Ooh. T12. He's one of the best putters in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, he's just a, a consistent guy. He's really, he's really, ac- I might Not take this guy too. He's accurate. He's oh, accurate he off the tee. He's crushing yeah. it with his, his long irons lately. Um, he's good at difficult courses as well. Good in, in windy conditions, so if the wind picks up, I might do a little Harris English as well. Um, yeah, he's he, he he's actually gaining yards 
on the field and distance off the tee, which is something I don't really expect out of him. Um, he's no. gained yards off the tee compared to the field in one, two, three, eight straight events. I like yeah, that. I mean, top 10 bet, he's at plus 650 on FanDuel. I mean, that, that's not horrendous either odds. Just maybe throw 10, 20 bucks on. So, yeah, just just a guy that I, I when he's kind of in form, he's kind of almost like an auto bet. If he shows form the previous week, I think he's one of those guys that's kind of streaky. He's obviously a Sea Island guy, so the West Coast is kind of a weird spot and your brain to function with for him to go out there and compete but uh just a guy when he's when he's hot he's uh he's a guy that i like to jump on board with yeah i mean he picks up strokes putting on poa so even though he is a a southern dude i mean he plays well enough uh, on these or hit uh, putts well enough on these greens man i don't hate it i'm gonna add him to my card as well i think 10th there we go at the uh or Tied for eighth at the U.S. Open, um, tied for third at the Wells Fargo last year, second at the Arnold Palmer, twelfth at the Genesis. I- I'm down. Let's do it. Let's do it, baby. Let's do it. All right. So, um, my uh, officially my betting card. I'm going Colin Marikawa, Ludwig Oberg, Nikolai Hoygaard, Sepp Straka, Harris English, Tiger Woods, Sam Burns over Jordan Spieth, Roy McIlroy, and I'm going to use Marikawa in my one and done. As of yeah. now, I might switch it to Oberg, actually. I don't know. I'm one of those two are going to be my one and done. Your one and done's Fitzpatrick, right? Yeah, I'm going to go with Fitzpatrick, one and done. I'm, weirdly, I'm for some reason in my head, I'm, I've circled U.S. Open as a spot for Ludwig just at uh, Pinehurst. I just yeah. kind of like him there for some reason. Um, I could see him just popping off there. Yeah, my card. I got fits what, it. Where's Where's the PGA one. Tour play or the PGA Championship played at? Because I mentally Valhalla. I'm mentally using Ludwig there, but you think he's better for U.S. Open? I think. I mean, he's he's one of those guys where he, he checks the boxes everywhere. I, I could see him competing at Valhalla. Like a in my one and done, you pick two guys at majors. So like Valhalla, I think Valhalla was like literally built for Victor Hovland. So he's a he's definitely going to be on the card there, uh, just fits his game perfectly. And then Auberg could definitely an Auberg Hovland combo at Valhalla or the at Pinehurst. Um, a lot of trouble out at Pinehurst, so you got to you know golf your ball in every facet, just like at every U.S. Open. But it's kind of a weird track um, that we hadn't seen in a while, so it should be fun there. All right, I cut you off. Keep going through your card. Yeah, yeah. So Fitz, that's my pick to win. I got him at forty to one. Uh, going to use him in one and done. Cam Young, thirty-five to one. Kurt Kitayama, ninety-five to one, and then sprinkled English at a hundred or one hundred ten to one. And my two head-to-heads, I like uh, Colin Morikawa over Max Homa, the two Cali boys there, and then JT Poston over Eric Cole, which I convinced you to take as well. So we'll definitely lose money on it. So looking forward to it. <laughs> we'll go down together, though, brother. Yeah. Also, always. Yeah, misery loves company, so I'm happy that That's right. I'm happy to go down with you. At least me and you can bitch together about it. Um, That's right. Well, your Outkicks official golf guy. You also cover um, culture and Tennessee sports. Where can people keep up with your content? Yeah, man, just uh, follow me on on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it these days. At it is Mark Harris, and uh, yeah, just uh, working at Outkick right cover you know kind of like you said the golf guy over there just cover the cover the game pretty closely which has been quite a lot the past two or three years now with live but uh yeah we have a ton of ton of fun over there just continually ramping up the the golf content over there i do a column every monday morning called par talk that you can 
catch up on everything that you might have missed over the weekend. Uh, yeah, looking forward to golf getting a little bit more of the spotlight now that the NFL's over. So, you know, we're getting getting close to it, man. Masters is right around the corner, then it's, it's full bore from there. Yeah, this is the uh, last signature event until Bay Hill, the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Then the following week, we have the Players' Championship. So we get a little bit of a break for the next couple of weeks, but middle of March is going to be insane between March Madness and then uh, those yeah. two signature events. And then again, like you said, the Masters in mid-April. So this is golf's taking center stage and all that football is in the rear view. So I'm excited. Love it. Hopefully we can get you back here again um, to cover one of these signature events. Hopefully yeah, Harris English gets there for us since me and you are both Let's on go. Him. And uh, hopefully your guys' bets at home win. Best of luck to you guys. Whether yeah. you fade or follow us, make sure you follow Mark at it's Mark Harris, right? It is Mark Harris. Yep. It is Mark Harris at Twitter or X, whatever. Uh, please show the podcast some love. Leave us some good reviews at um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. Follow Outkick Bets where's, at Outkick Bets the- on Twitter. Until next time, peace, y'all.